This is the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Wells, MD. Listen in each week, and I'll share from science and scriptures that encourage you in how to cultivate healthy habits so you can lose extra weight and gain more health while cultivating joy. Be sure you are following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, let's dive into this week's topic. Hello and welcome back. I hope everyone's doing well. So today I'm going to talk about... Hello and welcome back. I hope that y'all have had a fantastic week. So in today's episode, I'm having a little more conversation or just, you know, I'm going to talk more. It's not a conversation because it's just me, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about my thoughts surrounding medication and surgery for obesity and just the question that, you know, I've heard from people about whether is it is it really okay to take medications for obesity? Is it really okay? You know, or is it cheating? You know, the whole ethics of taking medication or surgery. So in this episode, I will dive into my thoughts about the ethics of taking them. I'll talk about, um, you know, the, the question of taking them when there's a shortage. I'll talk about the question that Christians might ask about taking them. Is this okay? You know, you know, I'll talk about fleeing temptation. I'll talk about some other verses, um, that might be something to consider as you look at the question of whether this makes sense for you. Um, obviously all this in conjunction with talking with your physician. This information is for educational and informational purposes only and solely as a self-help tool for your own use. I am not providing medical, psychological, or nutrition therapy advice. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problems or illnesses without consulting your own medical practitioner. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific health situation. For my full disclaimer, please go to www.joyfulweightloss.com forward slash disclaimer. So when we look at medication or surgery for obesity, there are a lot of questions that kind of come through people's minds. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people with very strong opinions about whether or not these things ought to be used. Um, And, you know, my I have not really gotten into discussing um, medications or surgery in this podcast because my focus in my podcast has been mainly on what are the lifestyle changes that we can make to improve our health overall and that also help us if we do struggle with extra fat stores to lose those extra fat stores. What are the lifestyle changes? What is the, What are the things we can do without medication and surgery? How far can we get? How much can we improve? So my focus in my podcast is on that. Now, I'm not someone who I personally have not um, – I'm not using any medications and I haven't had any surgery for obesity. I prefer to avoid those if I can for a lot of reasons. Um, You can listen to um, part one and part two on the new weight loss, um, uh, on the new anti-obesity medications um, that I just had released to hear some of the different side effects that, you know, I'm like many people, I just prefer not to be on a medication if I can avoid it. And so, um, uh, and thankfully, I'm able to avoid it. I'm, I'm not in a situation that um, it makes it just doesn't make sense for me to use one. Um, I'm thankful um, the lifestyle modifications have worked so well for me. But there are many people with obesity who 
are looking for something medical or surgical to help. And the facts are, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, in questions asking, is obesity a disease or is it a lifestyle choice? So that's kind of like an either or question that a lot of people have in their head and that or ask vocally. And that might be driving or usually is driving why people have their opinions on whether or not um, medications or surgery should be used or ought to be used or could be used or (laughs) whether it's right or wrong. Um, And so I'm just giving my thoughts today on this. Um, You know, there's just this commonly held perception that if the person would just, quote, eat better, quote, and move more, quote, everything would be simply solved. But what's unseen in those statements, and a lot of times you hear those statements coming from someone who really hasn't struggled with obesity. Um, They have not experienced the metabolic change and um, thermogenic drive that occurs, um, the, the changes that occur when weight loss happens that drive weight regain. They have not experienced the hormonal shifts that increase hunger and decrease satiety when weight is lost. So frequently, you're going to hear those questions from people who just haven't experienced those metabolic changes and pathophysiology that comes with obesity. Um, And so, you know, um, there's a broken physiology at play that really drives the overeating and makes it so very hard for people who struggle with obesity to stop. So, you know, a lot of people will hear about these new medications and think, oh, well, if they just make you eat less, well, then just eat less <laughs> as if it's as if it's not driven by these things in our systems that are driving the overeating because they are there. Um, and so it's not always something that you can change without changing the pathophysiology at a biological level. Um, so, you know, when I hear that question, if I have to say, well, is there a disease driving obesity or are there lifestyle factors that we can control? My answer is going to be yes, there's a disease driving obesity. And yes, there are lifestyle factors that we can control. So I'm going to, I look at that and I think, yes, both, (laughs) both. There are lifestyle factors that we can make decisions to change. And there's a pathophysiology at play that in many people will benefit from, um, medical or surgical intervention. Um, Not everyone necessarily needs to take those steps, but some people may. And so in looking at the ethics surrounding deciding whether it's, quote, right or wrong to um, use medications in the case of obesity or to get surgery, I look at it from the perspective of there is absolutely pathophysiology going on. And if there's a treatment for that pathophysiology and it makes sense for that individual person, Um, between that person and their doctor, then absolutely, why not treat it? It's kind of like there are many other diseases that have life, that have lifestyle influencing it, lifestyle decisions that are being made that influence the disease that also have medications available that can treat. Okay. So type two diabetes, hypertension, that means high blood pressure. You know, these are things that there are medications that exist that are effective that can definitely treat those diseases. And there are lifestyle decisions and habits that can be made and changed to also help improve those conditions. So both. Um, And there's no reason to withhold blood pressure medicine from somebody that could benefit from it when you weigh the risks and benefits. And so there's also, you know, you have to weigh risk and benefits individually between a physician and a patient 
and the use of those blood pressure medications in the same way, that same weighing of risk and benefit can happen person to person in people who struggle with the disease of obesity. And, you know, all that being said, there's just, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but each individual may have different degrees of each driver of the condition. You know, each individual, um, might need to do different things to achieve better health. Some people may find that their lifestyle factors will help them get to a place that they feel great. Other people may have more pathophysiology at play and need more medical intervention. Um, so addressing the disease as well as the lifestyle is going to be um, important. And so ignoring one side of this um, means that you risk finding success more elusive and frustrating. Um, at least acknowledging that there is a relapsing chronic disease at play in obesity, even if you're not going the route of medication or surgery, acknowledging that it exists and understanding there's a pathophysiology there can really help you um, cope with lifestyle changes and understanding that you're going to struggle sometimes more than other times with success. Um, and again, in my podcast, I talk so much about the lifestyle choices, about the habits that we can look at changing and the things we can do to make continuing these habits easier. Um, and I've also addressed the way that our physiology is impacted by changing those habits. Um, and, and, but we can also impact the broken physiology that keeps us from optimal metabolic health by taking medical and surgical measures. And so, um, adding these measures does make sense for many people. And that's, again, one-on-one conversation with your physician. Um, but the medical and surgical goal is to make those lifestyle habits that are good for your health easier to make. The goal is not to just eliminate, um, you know, all of the, all, I mean, obviously it'd be great if you could just push an easy button and everything was fixed, but the goal of the medical and surgical interventions is to make it possible for people to change their lifestyle habits. So if you know anyone that has gone through bariatric surgery, for instance, you know that they had to make radical changes to their habits to be successful. This was not just the surgery did everything for them. They put in a whole lot of work to reach success and weight loss in addition to getting their surgery. Um, and, you know, on the other hand, you're looking at there are a lot of people who aren't fans of taking any medication. Um and so they will go to a lot of effort to really work and focus on lifestyle changes. Um, but keeping in mind that if you're someone that's not a fan of taking medication and you're on medication for high blood pressure, you're on other medications like reflux medications, uh, maybe you're on more than one blood pressure medication and you're on a statin and you're on a lot of different things. Well, it is possible for some people that they might, once they lose weight on a weight loss medication, they may come off of all those other medications. So in taking a weight loss medicine, the end result could be instead of being on five medications, they're on one. This is possible. A reduction in medication use is possible in, in many people that have to use weight loss medication. So we're talking about potentially decreasing overall medication use. Um, 
And then we also have to think about there's massive benefits in large weight loss in those with obesity. You've got mood improvements, sleep improvements, mobility improvements, energy level improvements, pain improvements, literally life-changing in many ways. And then to add in what will likely later prove to be a reduction on all sorts of obesity associated diseases. We already know, as I mentioned in the last episode, that there's evidence in the case of cardiovascular disease of decreased adverse events there, um, or decreased cardiovascular events there. And we know that in people who've lost large amounts of weight from surgery, that there are also reductions in common cancers associated with large weight loss from surgery. So it's it's reasonable to extrapolate that there's probably going to be later shown to be a reduced in a reduce in cancers from people who lose weight on medications as well. Um, and, you know, I really haven't gotten a lot into this before in the podcast because this new class of medications just wasn't as available or used until recently. So um, the, the medications that existed before the current new class of medications could nudge you a little towards a healthier weight, but they they weren't without side effects and they just weren't nearly as dramatically effective as we're seeing with this new class of medications. Um, we're in kind of a new era of the medical treatment of obesity. So these conversations about whether it's the right choice or whether there's some ethical reason not to take these medications are going to happen and they're important to think through. Um, so that kind of takes us back to the opening question. Should medication and surgery be used for obesity? Um, I mean, some people really think that it's somehow, quote, cheating to take a medicine to help with weight loss. And if someone is looking to continue a habit of junk food and just sitting on the couch watching TV, I would maybe think, yeah, maybe those are not good ideas. Those are not good for your health. So if you're just taking a medication so you can keep eating junk food and sitting on the couch, probably not the best move. Um, but when the goal is to actually achieve improvement on cutting the junk food back and on moving more, then the medication can can actually be helping you overall do better in those lifestyle choices. Um, and when you're wanting to increase the percentage of your diet that's nourishing whole foods and plants and increase your exercise, then medic medication and surgery can support those changes. Um, so the other thing to think about is this. If if a person who is struggling with obesity is is simply dealing with it because they just, quote, won't try hard enough, and then they go take a medication and they have success, then why did the medication make any difference? It made a difference because it does something to the pathophysiology. It fixes something that's a disease state. So just sometimes just pointing that out needs to happen. But um, now let's look at this from a Christian perspective. A Christian might ask, is it okay for me to use these new medications or to have surgery for weight loss? And I also have some thoughts on this from a Christian perspective, because this is, you know, very important to think through. You know, as a Christian, um, I am concerned, and I know others are concerned with turning away from the sin of gluttony. And when I say gluttony, I'm talking about caring about food and eating food so much that it warps into being something that I worship instead of worshiping the one true God. Or I am concerned about turning from the sin of greed, where I want more than I need of something, in this case, food. And I want to try to hoard it or take it or eat it in secret. These are sins that we need as Christians to confess and deal with before God 
and to ask for his help in overcoming them. And at the same time, when we're doing that, we can take step, steps in our daily life to help us apply um, the the advice of, quote, fleeing temptation, which is from scripture, flee temptation. You may have heard of it. How do we flee temptation? And there's lots of lifestyle changes we can make, like not see food, not keep food in our house that's, that triggers us to overeat, not keep food on our counters that might trigger us to think about overeating, you know, making changes in our route that we take when we're driving, if we have a bad habit of a certain drive through, taking a different route so that we're not tempted. You know, we talk about fleeing temptation in a lot of ways, and we can apply that in a lot of ways to our temptation to overeat, to our temptation to worship food. Um, we learn not to buy certain foods. We ask for accountability. You know, when we love Christ Jesus, and we want to desire him more than we desire the false pleasures of food, then we want to make efforts to make it harder to fall into those sins of worshiping food, into those sins of being greedy that we have found ourselves falling in in the past. And we turn, we look and we see those things and we want to change them. And it may be that some Christians find that in their struggle to lose extra weight in their struggle with obesity and in their conversations with their physician that they realize that taking a medication is an option for them that could help them. And do you know what one of the impacts these medications can have is? Well, it can make food less appealing. It can make food, you know, just not something that you're thinking about all the time, if you're thinking about it all the time right now. So in some ways... Taking a medication may be the thing that helps you to flee the temptation to gluttony or flee the temptation to greed. And it may possibly be something to consider. And that's something to talk about and think about. These are just my thoughts on it. Um, so that's something to look into. Another thing to consider um, is there is that passage in scripture that says, if your eye causes you to sin, take it out. If your arm, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Now, these seem very dramatic, um, but people, Christians today, apply them in various ways. If something in their life is an encumbrance to their spiritual growth, they, they look at ways they can metaphorically cut that off so that they can grow spiritually. So when we take away the joy or taste of food being as appealing as it once was, by using a medication that makes the food less appealing, in a way, you're taking away something that is potentially causing you to sin. If the food is causing you to be gluttonous in your behavior or greedy in your behavior, then potentially when you choose to take a medication to make that food less appealing, it's possible that it is decreasing your, um, you know, you're cutting it off. You're cutting off your sweet tooth, you know, um, and that's something to consider and think about. I can't tell you, you know, obviously whether for you this would be the right decision or not um, medically or whether this is the right decision spiritually, but I think these are questions to consider and I encourage you to think about them. Um, and we know that this new class of weight loss medications um, has been shown to decrease cardiovascular risk and and that's you know, something to know and keep in mind. And a lot of people are looking for ways that they can better be able to serve and love their neighbors and their community 
and and they're really struggling because the extra weight they carry is inhibiting them in a lot of ways where they want to be more able. Um, and you know, ways that they maybe used to do things. They used to be able to be more involved with grandchildren, for instance, and they would like to use um, whatever methods make sense to be able to get to a place where they can be more involved in the lives of maybe their grandchildren or um, in their community. So these things are things to consider, and these are these are good things. Um, now, again, another consideration I mentioned last episode, another consideration to have that has ethical implications um, that needs to weigh into taking a medication is the supply shortages. So I'm talking about all this knowing that my guess is that the recent shortages will at some point here improve and that these medications will be widely available again. I also am having this conversation assuming that the cost issues um, will either be addressed or maybe you're a listener who they are not an issue for you and you can afford them. Either way, there's a lot of assumptions in this episode, but one of the things we have to talk about is when shortages of drugs are in place, um, you know, there were very reasonable concerns when Ozempic shortages started that people were taking it for quote unquote vanity reasons for vanity weight loss. Um, in other words, to just lose that extra 10 pounds that they wanted to get off for an event or for a reunion or wedding. And that it was just for their appearance and, you know, that all these celebrities were using it because they just wanted to look better. Um, and that that was decreasing or that was increasing the shortage problems. And, and in particular, um, the problem here is it was keeping people with diabetes from being able to get their very life um, life saving and helpful medications filled. Um, and so it stands to reason that we need to be aware of shortage issues and discuss with your physician, whether you're somebody that this is medically necessary for versus if this is something where, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking about vanity reasons. Now, most people listening to my podcast are probably dealing with extra weight because they really want to maximize their health. And this is not about vanity at all. So I know that my listeners, that's generally not you. Um, but when you're looking at shortages, if you are someone who just has a 10 to 20 pound weight loss and there's a big shortage of this um, medication and diabetics need it, you know, you just have to think through, is this the right thing right now for me to take it? Um, and if there's no medical condition that you currently have that would be improved by that 20, 10 pound weight loss then you might want to consider just continuing the lifestyle work that you're currently doing and then maybe revisit the question of using medications when the shortage problem is resolved. Um, and again, that's just talk about it with your doctor and find out what the current status is and what your risk factors are and what the benefit would be for you. Um, again, so all this to be said, I'm talking about whether or not to use these methods for dealing with obesity. And again, at the end, I want to circle back and say, you know, this is not for everyone. You know, medications are not for everyone. Um, surgery is not for everyone. For me, it's not. Uh, you know, I'm still in the lifestyle change um, is what I'm working on uh, camp. So, and that doesn't mean that I don't think that there are people who would benefit. So all that being said, everyone's got their own strategy that they're going to end up with because everyone has different drivers to causing the extra weight to be a problem. So addressing your individual drivers um, that are that are leading to the extra weight um, is going to be what's 
the best um, way to get the extra weight off. So, um, and the other thing to keep in mind here is if you're hearing about all these medications and you're frustrated because you want to be able to take them, but you can't afford them or can't get them, um, I want you to know that it is possible to get significant success without medical and surgical use. Um, you can make massive improvements just using lifestyle changes alone. And I strongly encourage you not to just throw in the towel thinking, oh, well, I can't get these things. Um, I might as well just not bother. Go ahead and make the lifestyle changes. Practice making the changes. Um, you know, it, I have seen great success in myself. I know many people that have had great success in improving their overall health and in losing a lot of extra weight, um, that was causing the medical problems before. So, um, again, my whole podcast is about all the changes you can make in lifestyle. So you can go back to lots of different episodes I have, depending on what you're working on to get inspiration there. Um, all that being said, I hope that y'all have a great week and come back again next week for more. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this, I'm going to ask you to do a couple of things. First, please leave a review for me. This is how people find the podcast. Secondly, y'all sharing is caring. You can actually easily share this episode or podcast entirely with a friend. Just text it to them. Lastly, if you're looking for more encouragement and direction from me, go sign up for my free newsletter. It's called The Extra Helping. You can go to www.joyfulweightloss.com. That's joyful spelled with two L's. And then when you're there, click on The Extra Helping to sign up. That's all for now, y'all. Don't forget to be sure you're subscribed and tune in again next week for more.